Welcome to Sports, Clips, and Politics with your host, Ben Husson, and me, Sean Hannah. Major studio mess ups this morning. My bad. This is why. Goofy. Batter. Just turn them on. See what happens when you do a jewelry podcast too, and then you have to switch microphone setups? I I guess I do now. Welcome to episode 128 of Sports Clicks and Politics. I am Sean Hannon, joined as always by the wonderful, charming, handsome, and prompt Ben Husong. I've been good about being on top. No, of you were early today. I know. I had a bunch of stuff going on here in the back end that uh, was not allowing me to get where I wanted to get. I had, we, you know, we're allowed back on YouTube, so now I had to figure out how to get us back onto Rumble and YouTube, and all of a sudden the Rumble thing went away, so now I had to figure out how to get the Rumble thing back, and now the Rumble thing's back, and then I couldn't even hear us because I'm doing a jewelry podcast. How's your jewelry podcast? Better than ours. <laughs> all right. So, off to the rough start here at the uh, Sports Clicks and Politics, the uh, wonderful world of scap here. But we want to thank you for joining us. As always, a, uh, uh, an eventful Monday. We had uh, stuff to follow up on from last week, like we always seem to going on here. And we'll get to your, uh, your quiz grade. Remember we had some questions for you oh, at the yeah. end of the last show? That's right. Yeah, so you get to see how, the, how you fared. Outstanding. I think you did okay. I think I did all right, too. Um. Got some crazy stuff to cover though today. Like, I didn't, I mean, other than this January 6th stuff, I don't know, that's kind of new. And, you know, we're going to talk 2024 here, I feel like, for another year and a half. So here we are. But that's already in seemingly in full swing here the uh, presidential race, the uh, Trump v. DeSantis. Yeah. They're getting at it. I know I just showed you that J6 video. Did you actually watch that clip I, I showed you? Yeah, it's pretty fun. That's right. wild. <laughs> It's wild. Well, we're going to try to play that a little bit later for you guys, too. And then we're going to play your boy, uh, Stefan Bancel, getting grilled Stephane. by your other boy, Rand. Stefan Bancel and Rand oh. Paul. What do you think? I think Stefan Bancel is a dick. <laughs> Fair. That's Fair. all I got for you. So typically, you know, the, the show is called Sports Cliss and Politics here. We have no sports today. Now, well, mind you, there are plenty of sports going sure. on. I'm sure. well aware that there's this little bracket thing going on. Yep. This is, I never played a bracket this year. Might be the second year in a row. I, I, I literally, I, you know, we've watched the devolution of my sports uh, fandom kind of disintegrate here. And uh, this is a clear, shining example. Not one game that I actually witnessed of all the games. I think I watched like three minutes of one. But I listen, right now is kind of a crazy time because the ice cream shop is starting to pick up. And this is where I'm trying to cram in all of my like financial planning meetings so that over the next couple of weeks when I'm going to be coaching sports for my children seven days a week, I don't have to go out of town or minimize it. So I didn't have a lot of time to watch basketball. I've been, I've been working and burning the candle at both ends, trying to get ready for the upcoming sports seasons of my, my youth sports, not, not professional. When do you want to do the second show of the week? (laughs) What? We're going to do another show. The fans are demanding more shows from us, Ben. More shows? All right. 
You have to weed that in. Maybe you can just have your financial clients come over here. We can just yeah, do a we'll show just about that. We'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll go through it. Yeah, it'll be fine. Maybe we could do the show at the ice cream shop. We could do that. That'd be fun. Get some ice cream going. We'd have to live get all broadcast. this set up here. Well, we just have to bring the box. Okay. We can we can figure out a TV. I'll check with the boss. I, you know, we got to rent it out. Oh, yeah. Well, let's maybe the jewelry podcast should rent it out first since they're more profitable than the uh, sports politics podcast. What do you think? I mean, let's try it. All right. Well, before we get into some of the news, I'm going to ask you all to uh, subscribe to the channel, share the share this video, like this video, leave us a rumble. Hey, just technical yeah. things. Uh, YouTube apparently has no video. So Ooh. it's just audio today. Probably better for us. I think so. I'm not looking particularly. Although, I, this is a nice sweater. You I did like, dress up for the I like occasion. the sweater. It's really nice. But I need a haircut. I'm getting a little shaggy in the beard. Like, it's probably better than I'm only on audio. Hmm. That's weird because, uh, I, I mean, I, that's the first I've ever heard of anything like that. All right. I'm just saying. Hopefully, we're on video on Rumble. Well, uh, Rumble seems to be stuck on the intro, but that might just be this particular listener letting me know. Well, we did get a late start. It's all right. We'll get it rolling. Let's Man. just push through. Yeah. Hopefully this is recording. Yeah, if not, like, just jump <laughs> over to YouTube today, guys, and listen. All right. Let's, uh, I guess we're skipping over sports, as we uh, mentioned here. Aaron yeah. Rodgers still not a Jet, for whatever yeah, that's, that's weird, worth. Right, yeah, that's. I, I just got to throw that out there. I was going to follow up on that and be like, ah, oh, that's the one thing that we covered that we had two good sports episodes in a row with the Bayheim and then the Rodgers. Yeah. But then, you know. Yeah, I still, like, I laid out the case last week makes no sense to me why he would want to go to the jets it just you could make your life so much easier by going to an nfc nfc team so much easier yeah but we'll see we will all right i can i mean the video looks great on my end all right good we'll roll with it, it doesn't look great on my end at all I can see it, but I don't, you know, this is going to be a disaster of a show. Way to follow up our 427 views with this thing. Thank you for all those who uh, checked out our show last week, though. So let's follow up on some things, and we'll start grading your uh, quiz for last week. All right, let's do this. Federal Reserve, interest rates, another 25 basis points. Uh, This is what we were covering last week, uh, trying to know whether or not they were going to take the uh, bank run uh, contagion type things into uh, account and uh, maybe pause or maybe even... Uh, reduce rates, but nope, they raised 25. We had both uh, suggested, or you suggested that it was going to be a raise, and we both suggested 50 basis points. It turned out to be the quarter, which everybody thought, ho-hum. I mean, I, everybody kind of thought this was going to happen. Now, mind you, it's, I find it interesting, and I'm definitely not that smart, but so if the banks couldn't operate without the 25% basis points because their debt was... Uh, starting to become unaffordable, then adding the extra 25 basis points, probably not helping them, no? <laughs> no. So, like, we're still going to have some issues here, I feel like. Um, we can we can kind of, I'll let you go in a second here, because we did get final confirmation that First Citizens Bank, is that, did I get that right this you time? You got it right. Um, finally, a buyer for uh, Silicon Valley Bank, and uh, their, their stock went up like 45% immediately, First Citizens, that is, this morning. I didn't verify that on my uh on my app but i did see somebody tweeting about how first citizens bank took off this morning but i don't know recap some of the stuff or what however you want to fill in the blanks here with this uh fed rate hike and the uh and the uh buying of silicon valley bank and i guess one of the other questions that we asked if another bank was going to go down between now and then we didn't get another bank no 
Uh, no, we got one that was close, but it, it's looking like they've calmed it for now. Listen, I'm not wrong on that one. Just give it more time. I'm early. I'm not wrong. I'll tell you right now. I'll wager on that one. But, yeah, I, I might be early. It might take a little bit longer, but there's more banks coming. Uh, in answer to your question, First Citizens Bank Shares, ticker symbol, FCNCA. And, again, none of this is financial advice. We have video again, by the way. We're Excellent. good. So, uh, none of this financial advice is just commentary for entertainment purposes. 47% increase by 11.15 this morning. Did you get in on that early? I, hell no. I, I had a client ask me a year ago about investing in banks, and I was like, I won't touch them right now. He said, you don't Number think 30. they're going to go up? I said, I think they're absolutely going to go up, but I have no idea when to get out. I have yeah. no idea what the exit strategy would be because I have no concept of what's happening. I just know we're in problems. Um. So yeah, federal uh, the federal government has facilitated this, and now they're gonna um, they're gonna take it over. They got a good discount on it. I've read a sixteen billion dollar. Yeah, they discount. got. Yeah, they got some money to uh, make the loan. They get this through the FDIC. Is that what did I read? That I, I right? assume so. That's weird. Um, they decided not to take an additional ninety billion in securities that the FDIC will now have to sell on its own. Um. Silicon Valley Bank loaded up on bonds that are now worth much less as the federal raise continues to raise interest rate. Weird. Um, guys, this is my fundamental issue, and I understand, believe me, I'm not saying this, dismissing the real pain that would have been felt had the bank just been allowed to collapse as it did, or as it, as it should have. Because, it, again, it's not up to me to allow you to fail. You failed. Now you're asking me to come in and rescue you as a taxpayer, and I have an issue with that, and again, I understand it was the banks that funded this. I get it. But if you if you think the corporations themselves are ponying up the money and that cost is not ultimately getting passed on to you and me as the consumers of the industry, I'm going to guess that you've never actually ran a business because otherwise you'd know it's going to get, or are just wholly unfamiliar with banks who are next to pharmaceutical companies and maybe just ahead of defense industries, the m second most evil and corrupt human beings on the planet. The evil trinity, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's somewhere. That, you know, it's a neck and neck race. And nobody's. The I mean, is there any lines between those anymore? Yeah. I mean, kind of. DARPA and pharma are, you know. And then, the, like, the whole Department of Defense running the response on COVID thing was... I mean, they couldn't run wars without the Federal Reserve, so... No, I mean, they couldn't. It's that all intertwined. Be, yeah, it's all it's all intertwined is the right word. I, we'll say three distinct entities still for the time being. But, anyways, my objection remains that if you have a free market capitalist society, then people need to experience the pain that comes from bad decisions. If you do not experience the pain or the loss that comes with bad decisions or poor decision-making processes, then you are never going to adjust and, and the system's not going to work. So I think historically speaking, we've learned one thing to be true above all else, and that is centralized control never works in the long run. It just doesn't. It, it, it always harms people. It always causes more issues. And the free market also will allow people to experience pain and very real pain. But we're setting ourselves up for a, a much bigger issue. And I think the analogy that I like to use here is it's it's the illusion of safety. It's the, it's the illusion that we're all protected and we're all going to be taken care of by the government and the FDIC and the Federal Reserve. But... Guys, they only have so many arrows in the quiver. There's only so many things they could do. There's only so many tools in the toolbox. 
And at some point, as they continue leading to bigger and bigger problems, giving people this greater false sense of security, you're setting yourself up for really, really bad days. Yeah. All right. Well, let's transition from the uh, evil banking to the evil pharma. <laughs> sure. I mean, we had uh, teased this a little bit in the more in the uh, intro here. So, um, Rand Paul, son of Ron Paul, my yep. uh, Your political hero. muse. Yeah, he's done this multiple times, but uh, most recent has uh, the Moderna CEO testifying in front of the Senate. And uh, I don't know. We got a little bit of Rand Paul versus Stefan Bensel here. Uh, let me see if I can make this actually happen on the video. I think I'm going to be able to make it happen here. Uh, let me turn this up a little bit. And let's get a play button, see what we can get. Love it. Probably should unmute it. I'm going to restart this for you guys because I know you guys didn't hear it. You're the worst. So, for the question, that's all. First, let me say we can't give safety and we're working closely with the CDC and the FDA. Pretty much a yes or no. Is there a higher incidence of myocarditis among boys 16 to 24 after they take the vaccine? But they have shown, shown that actually, I've seen, seen sorry from, from the CDC actually shown that, that there's less miocarditis for people who get, get the vaccine just to get COVID, COVID infection. You're, you're, you're saying, saying that for ages 16 to 24 among males who take the COVID vaccine, their risk of myocarditis is less than people who get the disease. That is, my that is not true. And I'd like to enter into the record six peer-reviewed papers from Journal of Vaccine, the Animal Medicine, that say the complete opposite of what you say. I also spoke with your president just last week, and he readily acknowledged in private that, yes, there is increased risk of myocarditis. So let's leave it at that. Um, to let's talk about the, so apparently I, I heard Rand Paul uh, talk a little bit more about this uh, meeting with the president of Moderna after, you know, he quoted saying that uh, your president kind of said, Hey, you know, we already know this. So he apparently you know, they came in, Moderna, the CEO came in to a bunch of uh, senators and whatnot, and they had an open conversation and he readily admitted that they had an issue and they knew that there was a problem with 16 to 24 year olds and myocarditis um, in the vaccine, as opposed to uh, getting it from COVID. And I'm not saying that Stefan Bansell can't be disconnected from the president and he's probably just what, I don't you know, whatever, but you would think he would know this basic information. So for him to go in front of the Senate and just lie, um, it's makes, par for the course, right? I mean, makes me, that doesn't make me change my opinion of the dude. He's a scumbag. So, um, but I found it interesting that at least those two didn't get together ahead of time and be like, Hey, just for the record, me and Rand talked and I kind of floated this out there a little bit. So if you get this, don't be caught off guard because he might you know bring this up to you, but <laughs> excuse me, but <clears throat> anyway, more Rand Paul basically uh, deconstructing the, uh, the, the experts um, 
in front of the public. I don't know if anybody really cares about this anymore other than me and you, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, I was, uh, encouraged to see this and, you know, it, it did make the rounds through some of the media. So I, I guess here's the, here's my take. The question from the Senator was, do males age 16 to 24 have an increased risk of myocarditis after taking your vaccine? The question Stephane Bancel answered was, is there a higher risk of myocarditis for age, males age 16 to 24 after taking the vaccine or higher if they get COVID? Which, so he, he didn't answer the question that was asked. And here's the problem. It's all a moot point. It's all nonsense. It's all bullshit. Every part of this, every part of his answer is just misdirection and misleading. Because if the vaccine stopped transmission, you could have a serious debate on, okay, we know this many people get myocarditis after COVID, this many people get myocarditis after the vaccine in this age group, so now let's make a decision. But when you have a vaccine that doesn't stop you from getting the transmission, then what the hell does it matter which one gives me more? So I'm going to take a vaccine that puts me at increased risk so I can still get, the va get COVID and get the same risk, it's like I'm doubling my odds? Like the idea that we're having this discussion is insanity. It's crazy. It's well, go ahead. I mean, I was gonna say, luckily for you, well, maybe if you lived in the United Kingdom, that COVID's over. It's awesome, but how in the hell did we forget for three years that these are the most evil people on the planet? How did we just completely lose our minds and understand that they are being lying to us to our faces for three years and we just forgot? Like, oh, well, they said it's you, you it's know this. the answer. I, I'm, I'm no, still mind blown. No, it's Donald Trump. <laughs> they were able to take the all the visceral hatred for Donald Trump and just bring it right on to COVID. And then at this, they they, be, they were able to take the 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 riled up crowd that was the Donald Trump haters and just take all that energy and just put it right into COVID. Except Trump's pushing the vaccine still. He's on Those their side. Those are technicalities. Those he, are just realities, Ben. He's on their side of this debate. Like, he's over here still clamoring for more of it. My my other issue with it is just, look, it, it doesn't stop transmission. It, it Like, you're talking about side effects of COVID versus the vaccine as if those are two distinct options, but they're not. It's like... I, 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 Sorry, I'm struggling to find the words right now because it's just so dumb. And it's it's literally the question mark. You're, you're asking me for a dichotomy that doesn't exist of like, hey, if uh, if you fall in a pool, do you get increased chances of getting wet? Yeah, but it turns out that you have an increased risk of getting more wet if you fall in the ocean. What? Okay. I don't know what that has to do with the other one, but I'm still going to fall in and get wet. Like, yeah. All right. Then this is stupid. We should stop having this debate. We should stop even considering that comparison because that comparison doesn't need to be made. Because even if you get the vaccine, you're probably still getting COVID. Sorry, kids. It's just what it is. People on Rumble should see us now. <laughs> you're the best. No. You're the best not. in the business, Sean. That's far from it. So you sent me this article. Uh, we can touch on this briefly here, but um, let me read the headline. Official COVID infection stats axed as cases reach highest level this year. So this is over in the United Kingdom, and they've declared that COVID is over, Mr. Hughesong. They are not going to keep track of COVID data anymore. Good. I mean, people are upset about it. I know. So 
Number one, we don't track anything like this. Not, no, not the flu. That was that was actually literally their defense here. Like, we don't track anything else like this. We're like, yeah, why'd you start? Right. Like, I love that they're just moving on of like, hey, we're just going to stop because we don't do anything else. And this is really expensive, time consuming, and it's causing fear and alarm. Like, um, if I can speak on behalf of the conspiracy theorists for a moment, it's what we've been pointing out for three years of this is insane and we've never done this before. And this isn't this is a terrible plan. It's going to have negative consequences. They just came out and said it. And now the problem is you made all these people crazy. These people have lost their mind. They've been fighting in defense of your actions for so long that now that you're switching up, they can't. Because then they have to acknowledge they were wrong and they're not able to do that. So all these nut jobs are still out and be like, oh, my God, it's so dangerous that you're getting rid of this tracking system. How are we going to know what to do with the community spread levels? Did you see that? I know you saw it because I saw you either liked it or retweeted that tweet that Walker Bragman dude went off his rocker on Twitter. No idea. And I said his brain surrendered. Oh yeah. That like guy that, lost there, it. There's still people out there who are just all in, man. Not it's crazy. Mark Twain said it best. It's far easier to fool someone than to convince them they have been fooled. I guess. I mean, it's, there's no other plausible explanation. And I loved it. Was it Sam Harris that was talking about uh, Brett Weinstein? And he said something to the effect of, look, just because it turned out what he said was true doesn't mean that he was right because there was no way he could draw that conclusion at that time. Yeah. Like, did did you hear the words you just said? Like, the fact that he ended up being 100% correct. Uh, listen, that's the same take that Scott Adams, Dilbert dude, uh, said the same thing. He's like, yeah, the conspiracy theories got it right in, in, in the end, but basically would never admit that they were actually right in the moment. It wasn't even that hard of a question. They think that the information, you know, wasn't there. And regardless of how many doctors and scientists will tell you otherwise, like they, he, they, those are the kind of people that, again, I, I don't know that they'll ever like come to a realization internally and be like, you know what? I got some things wrong here. They're just going to hold on to it and think everybody else was stupid and got lucky. I, yeah. I mean, that's, that's their coping mechanism. I mean, I have not been sick since January 5th, 2020. Nice. I guess January 10th. Okay. I, yeah, I was sick for five days. Um, it's been a, I mean, people that I know on the regular get COVID all the time. Mm -hmm. And they're always like complaining, like, I got the freaking booster. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. You got the booster. So when you want to look like you're so close, like you're just like one step further. Yeah, just like put it, connect the dots, people. And listen, here is the problem. And some level they're right. We didn't know. But it was, there was so much overwhelming evidence that you were looking at, and you're like, look, you're taking a massive leap to get to your conclusion. I'm taking a very minor leap to get to mine. I'm, I'm looking at all of the evidence of the, I still remember the, the study out of South Korea where they explained why it was absolutely aerosolized transmission and it couldn't have been droplet transmission. The myth of asymptomatic spread. And it would have been the first time in history that any virus had spread asymptomatically. The idea that a cloth mask was going to block any transmission when the size of the holes in the mask are like four times larger than the particle that, that spread SARS-CoV-2. It was all of these things one after another. It was setting up the, the vaccine trial with the healthiest 40,000 Americans in the country to test the virus for an illness that disproportionately affected unhealthy people. Like... And it was the irregularities within the trial. Then it was all of these things, one after another, that you're going, um, wait a minute. No, 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 no. You're, what you're saying is, is factually incorrect. 
when they were like, it's children are dying. Like, no, they're not. We did a breakdown when they came out and said uh, women that are breastfeeding or pregnant women are at a disproportionately high risk of COVID. And I went through the numbers, broke it down on the show and it showed like that's technically true, but ultimately misleading. Like their, their rate of hospitalization, they said it tripled or something. It, it went up by like 200%. And in reality, it was because the number went from 1.3 in a thousand to 1.9 in a thousand or something like that of like, I'm sorry, it was like a 30% increase. Like, yeah, it went from infinitesimally small to still infinitesimally small. Like it was, it was not a real issue and they, they were lying. It was going back and looking at the articles on Moderna from 2016 and they're laying out and you could see like, oh God, this is a, this is just a morally bankrupt company. They got all the money in the world, but they have no morals. They have no ethics and they are out here to make money and they can't solve this problem. They couldn't figure out the delivery system. They couldn't figure out the, how to make the lipid nanoparticles non-toxic for the MRNA and every company, every pharmaceutical company have been trying for 20 plus years and then all of a sudden they got an EUA and they didn't have to do the human trials and they miraculously solved the problem with what they called a trade secret that they didn't have to disclose. Did you happen to see the Kevin, huh. McKer Kevin McKern stuff he's been posting? I've been tracking it a little bit. I haven't gone, like, so I haven't he's basically saying yet. that a lot of these, uh, these testings were, or the vaccines were uh, contaminated. So there was actually DNA of other things in the, in the vaccine That's vials. Bad. Yeah. And so that combined with the RM, the mRNA was causing problems. So I have to keep reading that. Maybe we should get him back on the show too. Yeah, I keep thinking sure. to do that and I never really reach out to him. Um, no, it was just, it was. This we can get banned on YouTube again. Um, whatever. Let's bring it on. Yeah. Um, it was literally just when you're, when you're laying it out, you're right. We didn't know. I didn't know. I've just looked at it and I even said about the vaccine. Look, I don't know what's going on, but I know I'm being lied to. I know I'm being misled on it. And that tells me you have a motive that is not in my best interest. So the you're misrepresenting data that I know very well. And I, I know you're lying. And now I could see some of the holes in this and I'm going, ah, you know what? I'm not, I'm not on board. The idea that you can call this safe and effective is crazy. And in normal times, anybody would have laughed at somebody for saying that. That's what I mean. Like we forgot that the pharmaceutical industry is greedy, corrupt, and vile. And somehow also forgot that the regulators in government are on the take, are incompetent, and are corrupt. That was a terrible thing to forget. These lessons should have been learned, and we just, societally societally speaking, we just forgot. Yeah, well, they turned it to the vaccine companies versus Trump, and people hated Trump so much that they were like, yay, vaccine companies. He wanted to call Give me a Pfizer Trump tattoo. vaccine. He you wanted, are arguing reality. He wanted they to call do not care. The Trump vaccine. He is still yesterday at a rally out talking about how the vaccine saved lives and he deserves credit for it. That man is so untethered from reality at this point. I don't have the words for it. He's going to be the president. Oh, God help us all. <laughs> ah, what's he going to do? Like, go blow up Nord Street? He says he's too. only got four more years. <laughs> Seriously, like. Is he going to do something worse than what we're doing right now? Maybe we'll start a proxy war in Taiwan next. What the hell? Maybe maybe he'll set it up so that all the other countries in the world are going to get together and, and drop the dollar as the reserve currency for yeah. oil. Maybe he'll really screw that up. I mean, up. they could blame it all on him, right? I don't they're, know how. They're going to try to blame it they're all gonna, on Biden. Yeah, they're going to. But, all right. Let's, let's switch gears a little bit to another terrible person. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> She's pretty terrible. So... This is really not about Hillary Clinton per se, but in 2016, 
um, a gentleman who had a uh, Twitter account, I think by the uh, uh, known as Ricky Vaughn, the former Major League uh, from uh, Major League Baseball, uh, yeah, Major League yeah. Movie. Yeah, his real name is uh, Douglas Mackey. His trial started last week, I believe, and he is in trouble with the uh, uh, federal, the Department of Justice, I guess, because of this tweet. Let me read this to you. Yep. Avoid the line, vote from home. Text Hillary 59925. That's it. So, and he's looking at 10, 10 years. And so, this is a little mind boggling to me the fact that somebody's meme is got this person facing a potential 10 years and I, what do they do they're, uh what are they, what are they actually claiming um like some kind of election interference right is that the the charge i feel like it's some yeah it's, it's election interference it's they're claiming that that tweet was an attempt a valid attempt to suppress voter turnout and therefore sway the election in favor of Donald Trump over Hillary Clinton and apparently it was, I guess, right? Since No, won. it was a joke. My God, it was parody. It was a joke. It's so clearly a joke that if you are dumb enough that you texted Hillary to 55543, then you're like, I voted. So apparently 4,900 people yeah. texted that number. Okay. I'm guessing most probably did it in some kind of a jest, and I would be like, you know, like maybe like, you know, hashtag Hillary or Clinton kill list. As I would text it, you know, or whatever, like, I don't, you know, whether or not 4,900 people actually thought they voted for Hillary Clinton, the people who voted from text probably not going to the polls. So they probably just, bro, probably just, they literally followed the advice of a Twitter account named Ricky Vaughn. Exactly. That, that was going to be my bigger point. It's like, but they literally, the, the, the account was not like any kind of official account. It was a joke account. Right. It's not the government. It's not the board of elections. It's not the candidate themselves. <laughs> It's some dude on Twitter with Charlie Sheen and thick glasses as his avatar saying this. And if you were like, I mean, he had 58,000 followers in this article and that, that 58,000 followers is not a lot on Twitter. I mean, it's a no. lot. I mean, it's way more than I it's have. It's a lot for you. It's a lot, right. Yeah. yeah. But like for his, if you're measuring influence, like right. that, I'm not starting at the guys at $58,000 is not going to be the cutoff. But so I did find it interesting in this article that it said that Defendant Mackey, more widely known online as Ricky Vaughn, a reference to a fictional baseball pitcher in Major League movie series, posted memes as an online personality with tens of thousands of followers during the 2016 election. A study at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, for those who uh, don't know, uh, ranked Mackey 107th in terms of his influence on the election, higher than NBC News at 114, Stephen Colbert at 119, and according, you know, according, this is according to a 2021 statement from the Department of Justice. So even those 58,000 followers, apparently he was more influential than NBC and your boy Stephen Colbert. Probably right is correct. It's probably more of an indictment on NBC News and Stephen Colbert. Remember when Stephen Colbert was funny? Yeah. He used to actually be funny. It's sad what he became. Yeah, Trump. He broke him. Trump he broke, broke a lot of people. I know. Sam did. Harris, you talked about that, dude. He's another one who uh, got yeah, broke. Trump broke him, too. He was talking about, like, he he didn't care if there was a basement full of dead kids. It still, would, he wouldn't want to yeah. investigated Biden because he, he wanted to get Trump out yeah. so bad. So there's a problem. So I don't That's know. weird. This scares me a little bit because, I mean, the fact that the judge allowed this to go forward is kind of a little bit surprising to me, but I don't know. I mean, this should kind of, I mean, I'm assuming that's what they're going for. They're trying to chill uh, dissent 
and uh, nonsense online. And it seems like his, uh, their best way to do that is to send people to jail. So we got that to look forward to. This law, if this is a correct interpretation of the law, this law needs to be overturned immediately. I, this, you cannot, you cannot reasonably think that this man deserves 10 years in prison for sharing that meme on Facebook or for posting that on Twitter. There is no shot under any equitable system of justice that this man should go to prison for sending that tweet out. His entire account is memes, political parody, anti-Hillary stuff, and he tweeted this out, and you're going to say that people could have reasonably believed that that was an option? The problem with the people in charge is they think all of us are stupid. They think every one of us is too stupid to function without their assistance, their support, and their permission. So, as a result, they genuinely believe that there's a large number of Americans that are stupid enough to believe that. And here's the thing. Are there some people that are dumb enough to believe that that was true? Yes. I acknowledge it. I, I 100% say that is an accurate statement. That is not his problem. As somebody who is, in essence, an entertainer and a comedian, like, it's not my fault that you're too dumb to, to parse this out. I made a joke. That's it. And the idea that, oh, well, 4,900 people, 4,900 people out of a country of 340 million is a rounding error. Sorry. That's just that's not even enough people. Even if you just took it as just the votes cast in 2016, it's a rounding error. Right. I mean, it's you know, it's just a, it's a rounding error that again, this yeah. is just a flex by the right. by the government. This is so wrong. Yeah. Like this is so un indefensibly wrong that the government is going after this guy, dragging him through. And I get it; he's probably going to be found not guilty. And if he is by some obscene twist of fate found guilty they will it'll be overturned on appeal there's no way this holds but think about the money this guy's got to spend on lawyers and legal fees and all the other things that are that are there right now that they're just dragging him through this knowing full well he should not be convicted this is nothing more than an intimidation campaign by a federal government this is awful that's exactly right all right let's touch base on i don't know the third rail of uh politics i guess at this point so january 6th oh boy now what i remember about january 6th in real time and anybody wants to go to my facebook uh page and uh go back they can see all my tweets that i was doing in real time there which was pretty amazing people were actually thought i was there because i was getting so many pictures that people were like are you how are you getting these are you safe i'm like i'm not there i'm on my couch yeah um, but Twitter was crazy during that time uh, with videos and pictures and whatnot. So we got some new video, and these show, uh, I believe, three Metro Police Department officers who, I guess it's not actually their body cam footage, but it's GoPro f- cam, so it's you know basically worn on their body, the GoPro cam, whatever. Okay. So they, you know, it wasn't their official uh, body cam uh, stuff. Dressed as... Uh, you know, MAGA guys, whatever, uh, participating in the, I don't know, storming of the Capitol, if you will, at least the the video that we get to see here. I'm going to try to play this again here. So um, I see it is up on the screen there. Let's see if I can uh, make this happen for you guys. (laughs) 
to stop this for a second only because the video, you saw that blue band. Mm-hmm. So apparently that was some identification uh, amongst the uh, informants and uh, official types on the on the ground to alert others who they were, right? So they held this blue band. They were basically Metro Police. Oh, well, there Weird. you go. And so you could see in the video, and I'll play it again here in a second. This is only, uh, we've got another minute and a half left of this video, but you can see that there's the crowd. There's a bunch of, uh, you know, I would say actual protesters slash rioters storming the Capitol. And these three police officers are basically contributing or moving with them at least, right? So they're encouraging them to get up onto the, uh, you know, up, climb up the railings, uh, get moving on and, um, you know, proceeding forward into the Capitol. So let me finish this video. Okay. couple minutes of video there we've talked about this uh months ago uh when some of the reporting started coming out that there might have been and it seems like we have got uh, confirmation of this now that there were several government informants slash liaisons slash uh operatives uh, on the ground during this thing you know we had talked about there thought there might have been dozens of them it seems as though that's might be an understatement at this point um, so this is basically just throwing three Metro police. Now, some of the articles that I've seen are showing them or at least labeling those officers as participating in the protest, not there as this, you know, when they were asked, it says they were, uh, the actions were recorded on a GoPro video by a Metropolitan police officer stationed at the Capitol in an evidence gathering capacity, quote unquote. So, Yes, they were participating, but they were there clearly with an agenda. The video shows multiple engagements with other people who look like protesters, but apparently are on uh, first name basis with uh, other people, i.e. more informants slash officers on the ground there. So we have this, and then I will bring this one up, and then I'll turn it over to you, Mr. Hughesong. Proud Boys trial abruptly halted over FBI informant. What? So let me just read this first sentence. The trial involving members of the Proud Boys was halted this week after it was revealed that a witness expected to testify was previously a government informant. Whoops. So, you know, we had suggested, I had suggested 
even in that day, if you go back and look at some of the comments on my thing that, you know, this was basically a, uh, an inside job kind of thing, you know, people were, it wasn't a, people were onto that possibility early, early on. Yeah. So nothing has come out and made me think that that wasn't part of the case. Like, you know, clearly there were people being idiots and violent there, but to, to say that there wasn't encouragement and coordination offered by the government and these agent provocateurs there on the scene, like it wouldn't have been as bad as it, it was. I, I firmly believe that it would have been. And I mean, just at, and if you just want to say that they were there in an official capacity, like they could have started arresting people and stopping people there and at the, at the moment, right? Like they could have kept this from bubbling up and turning into what it did. If in fact they had this many people on the ground there. So more you know, Tucker came out with his stuff there uh, a couple of weeks ago with the January 6th stuff, showing the uh, the QAnon shaman there, getting escorted by a couple of officers around yeah, Capitol Hill. how weird was that? Yeah. I saw that in real time. Oh, man, that was weird. When, when they entered the Senate court, that was, like, there was video of that, like, seconds after it happened. And you could see the officers just standing there letting him do whatever they were doing. Nobody was trying to stop him. Nobody's trying to stop anybody. And listen, not trying to stop him because you're overwhelmed is one thing. Actively escorting the guy around trying the doors. building and trying to open doors for him is a different level. And if that's like, if that doesn't register as odd to you, I, I don't know what you're paying attention right. to. Exactly. Like there's no, you, like you would have to present me a, a set of circumstances that I'm unaware of why an officer would be trying to open a door for this dude ever. Right. Right. I mean, like, I don't know what the scenario even could be. But the fact that he was, that that was even part of the whole thing. And, and obviously we, we, you know, we, we didn't talk about this last week or, or when, cause we wouldn't have a show, but like none of this was offered in that dude's trial. So the, the, the lawyer who was defending him knew none of this. So that dude has appealed now and they presented new uh, video evidence and maybe the QAnon shaman will get out of the, uh, out of solitary confinement or whatever he's been in there for the last whatever month. So I, this just begs the bigger question of, you know, who knew how, how, how they knew, you know, like, you know, did Pelosi know, did McConnell know these people know this was happening they know they were going to let it happen and use it for whatever governments use uh, crises is for to, uh, you know, increase their power. So it just makes it seem like this whole thing was, I'm not going to say originated out of the government, but they knew that they had the makings of a riot and they knew how to push the buttons to to make sure that it came across as that because you know we can talk about all the people walking through the ropes and whatever but that's not the video that gets shown on the media so they got enough video footage to make everybody think that it was a quote-unquote insurrection when in reality it was i feel like dozens of uh provocateurs on the ground with these psychopaths who were actually causing the damage facilitating it really yeah it's, if you're in an evidence-gathering capacity, yelling, go, go, don't stop, keep going, is is probably not in the description of your uh, your job for the day. That seemed odd. Or, hey, yeah, the guy, I think, just going to trap them all inside. Like, wow, what a what an odd conclusion to draw on the spot randomly with no previous thought about such matters. Where, like, all of a sudden, if, if I'm putting myself in the shoes of this gentleman, all right, you're just going to be there, plain clothes, observe the crowd. And then I'm watching as everybody goes, and I'm encouraging them to go. And then I see a friend of mine who's also a cop and say, hey, they got them all in. I think they're just going to trap them in there. Like, well, then why was I telling them to go in? Why was I, if I thought that was what was coming, 
so I guess my my takeaway is that was the plan. Because if that had been the plan of, look, just try to get them in the building, and then we're going to arrest people after that. Because once they cross the building, they violated the law. All right, so let's see how many we can get in. And then if I could say to my buddy, yeah, I think they're just going to trap them inside. That that lines up a little better to me about why I would say that than, than just randomly on the day of. I got caught up in the fervor and the excitement of it all. And then all of a sudden had that moment of objectivity. Um, you know, there's a little thing that you have to do when you're a lawyer and you're trying somebody to start trying to send them to prison. It's called exculpatory evidence. And you have to disclose all of that as a prosecutor to the defense attorney. If you have exculpatory evidence, if you have evidence that would be shown to give a more favorable light to the defendant or something that would disprove your case, you are legally obligated to disclose that to the defendant's attorney. Period. End of sentence. Full stop. No exceptions. If you are going to send someone to prison and you are in control or ownership of evidence that would make that less likely, you have to give it to him because our entire judicial system is predicated on the notion of you are innocent until proven guilty. And that is not what happened here. And that no they needed all the arrests they needed the video they needed because i'm again i i I, this is going to be a a theme of the show apparently but this was again about a a, a thing to get trump they did not like this dude they did not want him they thought that i'm guessing they still think that this was going to be the event that was going to keep him from running for office again like this was like they were going to tie him to this and make it look like whatever and they could just you know bash him and bash him and bash him but as it turns out, this thing looks like it was an inside job, enough so that they could have prevented it, at least, right? So, they could have at least slowed a lot of what happened down, and they chose not to. They r- chose to escalate it. This is where the people, the conspiracy theorist crowd, got it wrong on the day of. They knew that the, the protests had been infiltrated and that there was something off, and they blamed Antifa. They blame these far left organizations, this sort of, I don't know, I don't know if militant is the right word, but paramilitant, sure, no. close enough that yeah. they, you know, they'll go out and break laws and thought that they had infiltrated. But in reality, it, it wasn't necessarily Antifa, although I'm sure there were Antifa people in the crowd. It was the government. It, it was police. It was FBI. It was probably CIA and NSA. It was all these entities and these three letter organizations that that sent people in. So they just had the wrong bad guy they had the wrong boogeyman they they had the right idea and this is just the same way we were just talking about this of look i can't i can't tell you definitively what happened but you're taking a major leap in saying like the fact that ray apps despite it actively encouraging people to go into the capitol for 24 straight hours and then leading people in was never even placed under arrest the idea that the proud boys trial is going on right now and the prosecutor didn't know that the witness he was about to present was a former government agent or a informant. Uh, yeah, okay, I can believe that, ish. Um, the shaman, the QAnon shaman trial. They didn't. They didn't have access to the video showing this guy get led from room to room. That was just that was their best good faith effort. The idea that the police on the ground seemed to know that they were just trying to get people inside the building, and then they they all just happened to walk away. None of them followed. Like the amount of leaps you have to take to believe the main narrative on this day is a lot larger than the leaps I have to take to go, wait a minute, this doesn't add up. This, this, something's off here. Like I, I understand that it was a 
bad things happen at riots, bad things happen at rallies, you get into large crowds, mob rule takes over, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I, I firmly believe that all the way through. Something is different about this. The, the way that it is being handled, the way that it is being presented to us is a lie. And I feel the same way about this that I did about the vaccine trials of, I don't know why you're lying, and I can't piece this all together, but I know I'm being lied to. And I know I can see where some of the holes are in your, in your claim. And the idea that you're going to tell me there was no informants, that's nonsense. The idea that there was no undercover. So now my question is, do I think I've already uncovered all the lies and all the misgivings and all of the, the things that don't add up? Or do I have a, some percent of them? Do I have 10%? Do I have 80%? Do I have 50%? I don't know. But considering I know I'm being lied to, considering I know that you're withholding information, the idea that these prosecutors are literally holding people in jail cells in excess of a year without trial in violation of their constitutional right to a speedy trial, the idea that they are slow playing the release of all of the videos that, that we had access to, the idea that they're withholding exculpatory evidence, the idea that they're trying to use government informants as witnesses against defendants, and they're doing all of these things, and then they're ignoring people that if this was legit, should have 100% been arrested and, and tried. And the idea that they're just leaning on these people in order to get guilty pleas so that I'll plead guilty to tra criminal trespass and mischief if you drop the treason and let me go home so I can get out of this jail cell where I can't make any money, I can't support my family, I can't see anybody. And, and anybody that's held in solitary confinement for any prolonged period of time is cruel and unusual punishment. I'm sorry. It is so... The, the evidence of this is so complete that it's not even funny, that if there's any way around solitary confinement, it should be done because it is, it is torture. Like if you hold somebody in captivity for long periods of time with, in complete isolation, it's torture. So all of these things are lining up, but I'm supposed to believe this was a legitimate coup attempt to take over and it was orchestrated and planned and now they just got caught and deserve all this. I, I can't get there. Yeah. Like I said, I, there's way too many questions of the narrative. I mean, it's it just wasn't what we were sold. So, it's it's the idea. Like, look, I don't think it was Antifa having a big role. I think the government absolutely took took this, and I don't know what level of government. I don't know who. I, I guess that's where I'm still at. But somebody took advantage of this situation and pushed this, and they got yeah. a bunch of. Maybe it was the FBI because they want to have a better domestic patriot bill patriot law in effect maybe it was cia because they want to go and have more mass surveillance i don't understand the incentives that these people follow i, I don't know why you would want that kind of power or why you want that kind of oversight maybe it really was as simple as we want to get rid of trump because trump won't start any new wars and we're trying to get some wars going here i i don't know i, I genuinely don't know but I know that what we are being sold and what we are being what is being presented to us is bullshit. Yeah, for sure. And so we mentioned Trump uh, in relation to January 6th a bunch of times here. Um, we also should follow up on the idea that uh, uh, New York City DA Alvin Bragg was uh, all set to indict President Trump. Doesn't seem like that's going to happen now. Um, the grand jury has been set aside. So they have they did not meet on the so they were supposed to indict on Tuesday. That was the rumor. 
They met on Wednesday. Then they did not meet after that. So, and there's a reason. What's the reason? So Robert Costello, a formal legal advisor to Michael Cohen. Now, Michael Cohen is the star witness in this uh, Stormy Daniels, Donald Trump thing, where he basically is Donald Trump's lawyer. He's uh, alleging that Trump uh, told him to pay off Stormy Daniels with 150 grand or 130 grand, whatever it was, and uh, and take it out of the uh, campaign uh, war chest, basically, to pay her off to keep her silent during the 2016 presidential run. So Costello, again, a former legal advisor to Michael Cohen, appeared before the grand jury on Monday as a surprise witness and, according to Trump, had evidence that was both conclusive and irrefutable that would clear him of any wrongdoings. Costello's testimony included information damaging to Bragg's effort to prosecute Trump. Uh, the, piece of the piece of evidence that uh, alleged letter from an attorney representing Basically, I, mean, I can't see the letter here, but the letter cites that Michael Cohen, this was his idea. So he was going to do this. There was no uh, plan for reimbursement from the Trump or the Trump campaign or anything like this, that this was all Michael Cohen's uh, uh, doing and uh, his idea brainchild if you will and that this robert costello basically undermined all that by saying uh nope this this is all this was all talked about way before this and trump had nothing no idea of this so trump seems to think that maybe the charges are going away altogether i'm not sure if uh, that's true or not but um at least the grand jury has been suspended for the time being at least uh i've heard that there might be uh, an indictment coming this week i don't see it i feel like this is all Honestly, I mean, as much as I, I could see Trump basically giving $130,000 to pay off Stormy Daniels, I, I don't think I don't think that's an indictable offense, even though it's stupid and wrong and probably illegal. Um, so there are way more things that you could probably uh, uh, worry about than, than that, but go ahead. All right, so uh, number one, if I understand it correctly, Costello pointed out that there was exculpatory evidence that was not presented to right, the grand jury, right. that which, was the, again, right. is a huge violation. Huge violation. You cannot do that. There's a reason that we are we have these steadfast guards against prosecutorial misconduct because if a prosecutor decides to come and get you, even if they can't get you found guilty, they can ruin your life. Be, hiring a good lawyer is not cheap, all right? It costs a ton of money to pay for a good legal team to come and defend you against somebody who has unlimited resources, essentially, as the New York City District Attorney. All right, let, me, let me read this, then I'll let you keep going if you need all to. Right. So this is part of the letter that Costello sent to Alvin Bragg. In a private transaction in 2016, before the U.S. presidential election, Mr. Cohn used his own personal funds to facilitate a payment of $130,000 to Mrs. Stephanie Clifford, also Stormy known Daniels. as Stormy Daniels. Neither the Trump organization nor the Trump campaign was party to the transaction with Ms. Clifford, and neither reimbursed Ms. Cohen for, Mr. Cohen for the payment directly or indirectly. So that's basically following up what I was saying there, that this was... Uh, Mr. Cohen took this upon himself to uh, make this transaction and facilitated the transaction and closed the transaction seemingly unknown or at least without Trump's uh, official or direct uh, uh, presence involved. Uh, maybe he knew on the side and, you know, whatever, but... Um, Can you prove it beyond a right. reasonable doubt? It seems as though this is going away. Look, all aside, all right, the, the actual and we crime. were promised handcuffs. I know, how many times is that that we've been promised? Do you remember the one that was like the 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 marshal of the Supreme Court or something is going over to the White House right now to arrest Trump? And then somebody pointed out on Twitter, like, that's not even a thing. That's that's not a real position. 
Anyways, I love the fact that they keep thinking they got him and they don't. And I it, listen, I think I've made it abundantly clear. I am no fan of Donald Trump. I'm not. I, I don't like the guy. I think he's awful. But it's hilarious watching these people spin themselves in circles trying to do this. And they get all every time these poor saps get their hopes up, like, yeah, this time we got him. Like, they don't. You don't like if, have they, if they would have had him, they would already have him. Right. And here's the thing. All right. So the actual crime that they are alleging he committed is really a campaign finance law violation where you are mischaracterizing your expenditures as legal fees when in reality it was it was something else. All right. Now, this did happen previously into the 2016 campaign when Hillary Clinton's team literally paid for the start of the Steele dossier as opposition research, but they had their lawyers pay for it. They wrote a check to the lawyers and wrote it off as legal fees when in reality it wasn't. It was opposition research. So they had a, they had a little fine and they had to pay it. Do you remember when they announced the indictment of Hillary Clinton because their, her campaign committed the same exact violation in 2016? Yeah. Don't lie. You do not because they never no. announced any indictment well, whatsoever. Only because I know that she just paid it. It was a slap she, on her wrist. Yeah, she they got just a said, hey, you had a miscalculation here. You got to go do this. Now, I don't care which way you want to go here. If you think that we should be threatening handcuffs and all that for the campaign finance laws, I'm in. Uh, good. The more politicians that end up in handcuffs, the better. I'm on board. Or if you just want to make it a violation that you're just going to get smacked on the wrist and you got to pay a fine, I'm good with that too. But you can't do it one way for one party or one candidate and then do it the other way for another candidate, no matter how much of an asshole he is. All right? It doesn't matter. It still needs to be the same treatment under the law. That is one of the fundamental tenets of this country is you're going to get equal treatment under the law. Now, we all know it's nonsense. We all know that rich people get treated much better than poor people, that the connected get treated much better than the common man. But these are two, like... Look, this is this is the epitome of wealth and privilege going at it. It's Clinton v. Trump. Like, the idea that one of them is getting... Now it's not just like, hey, bad luck that you just got this mistreatment. It's, all right, it's calculated. This is intentional. You're doing this on purpose. And Alvin Bragg, God bless you. You probably should get, like, suspended or disbarred for doing this because this is insane that you would not present the exculpatory evidence to the grand jury. Like... It's just insane that we accept this. This is not okay. So Trump, for all the things that we criticize Trump for, we never criticize him for the right things. And instead we get, I don't care that he was nailing a porn star 30 days after his son was born. I just don't care. I don't think he's a good person to begin with, so this doesn't ruin anything for me. I don't think Donald Trump's a good person. I don't think Hillary Clinton's a good person. I don't think Alan Dershowitz is a good person. I don't think Bill Barr is a good person. I don't think any of these people are good people. They're terrible. They're the worst human beings on earth. Well, that's not true, but they're close. They're all corrupt. So if you had your hopes up that this was the time they were going to get Trump, for the love of God, you are Charlie Brown and they are Lucy with the football. Stop kicking. They're going to move the football every single time. They don't have him. They still don't have him and they're not going to get him anytime soon. I'm sorry. Yeah, and not only do they have them, it all seems like things are looking good for uh, Donald Trump and regarding 2024. So, Do you so what really pisses me off about the January 6th thing, if I can go back to that yeah. real quick, is that they use that to impeach him the second time, which again, I don't care that Donald Trump got impeached, but it was a nonsensical reason to impeach him. And then Mitch McConnell, that piece of crap, literally went and said, if you pardon Julian Assange, the other guy that, that's still... Ed Snowden, yeah. Not, and then the other one, the... Uh, Ross Albright. Ross Albright, and one other guy, 
Trump was going to pardon these people. And he said, if you pardon them, I'm going to have the Senate convict you in the, in the trial for your impeachment. That still pisses me off to this day that they did it. Yeah. And so let's bring this right to 2024. And so let's get a quote from Governor DeSantis when asked about uh, Trump's issues up in New York City. He's like, look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I can't speak to that. Little dig. All right, that's well played. Yeah. So this, and this wasn't the first, but this is part of a series of back and forth, mostly just fourths coming from uh, Trump. Not, not a lot of back coming from the DeSantis camp, but um, apparently he did a interview that hasn't been fully released yet with Pierce uh, Morgan there. DeSantis did. DeSantis did a, a, like a long okay. interview with Pierce Morgan. They've only released some clips and like quotes from it. They haven't released a transcript or the video yet. I haven't seen it anyway. Yeah. So um, maybe he says some stuff there, but Donald Trump holds a rally in Waco and uh, takes a lot of time. They're uh, undermining average governor DeSantis. And I mean, maybe me and you can push back on some of this because it seems as though Trump is going after what DeSantis is going to claim is his uh, ace in the hole, which is his handling of COVID, right? And so that's what DeSantis is going to run on. Hey, I fought back against the COVID regime and uh, I'm your guy, right? Vote for me in 2024. So, but <laughs> Donald Trump will have none of it. So um, I'm just going to read a, a, a line from this article here. It says, it's not good when you look at statistically how he did on COVID. Not good at all. Look at how, look how he does on crime. Not good. We have great Republican governors, actually, who really did much better, who shut down their states for a very short time, or in some cases didn't shut them down at all. So as we know, Trump allowed, declared an emergency, allowed all these governors to lock down, first of all, and then now he's using Not his- Not allowed, encouraged. Sure. And was uh, upset at gov uh, Georgia when they opened, reopened early, right? So like, he's clearly got some- mixed up uh where you wouldn't be able to i don't know pin that right where it's supposed to be like it seems like he is all over the place he's Trump. gonna he's decided he's just gonna yell louder and then he's gonna set what the truth is yeah and, and so i'm not sure that attacking desantis on covid is a winning strategy but right now the polls he's dominating the polls so like over the last three months uh uh He's gone from, I think it was like 33 to 49% over DeSantis. And DeSantis has gone from like 39 to 27%. It's some of this people are claiming is uh, uh, DeSantis's wishy-washy uh, statement to Tucker Carlson about the Ukraine war and uh, whatnot. It, it seemed as though DeSantis was anti our involvement, or at least the quote made it out there. And then, and DeSantis has come back and kind of walked that back and be like, no, that's not really what I meant. I kind of misquote. And now, you know, I'm, I'm all in, I've been hanging out with the bushes. So now I want to blow up Ukraine. And so well, <laughs> is that a direct quote? Yeah. <laughs> I've been hanging out with the bushes. One of those, uh, Yale, uh, skull and bones meetings that they were at probably. <laughs> oh, but, I love it. Yeah. So th this is where I, th this is, I, I actually asked this, uh, you know, facetiously, which is worse, uh, Trump's devotion to the vaccine or the uh, DeSantis hanging out with the Bushes? Like, it's, they can't get out of their own way. Like, it's, I mean, I understand why if DeSantis, I mean, obviously he hasn't announced yet, but everybody assumes he's going to. And I've seen, other than the polls, I've seen nothing. And like, why would you want to just have 18 months of Trump yelling at you? You know, like, I don't, 
there, there could be some like, I, I'm not, I don't want to do this kind of thing. Um, I mean, he lost some weight, so he can't use the meatball uh, nickname anymore. Or he probably can. Is that what he was doing? Yeah, Trump was calling DeSantis meatball. Trump was calling somebody else fat. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. And so, but then DeSantis went and lost a bunch of weight, so. Maybe Trump should. Yeah. I don't know. Trump looked good the other day at Waco. Yeah? Looked like, I don't you know, for an 80-year-old or whatever he is. I mean, he looked better than their president. Um not that that's a, a low a, bar. A, yeah. Not that that's a high bar to clear, but um, I, I, people have asked me who, you know, this in small talk of, you know, trying to get my take on DeSantis. And I'm just like, I don't think he can win a primary. So do you think DeSantis can beat Trump in a primary? Anything's possible, but it's unlikely. I mean, right now, if you had to put money on it, there's zero chance you're putting money on DeSantis, right? Well, I mean, I always put money on the long shots, but I just put more on the favorite. Yeah, you got to figure it's going to pay You're off at some point. Leverage yourself. Yeah, there. that's what I do. Yeah, um, I. It's it seems as though as good of a hand as DeSantis seems to have, he is playing the wrong cards. Like I, I don't expect him to get into kind of some kind of like insult barb war with uh, with Trump because he's going to lose that every single time. Yes, he could at least come out and say something. And basically poo-poo the nonsense that Trump, yeah, okay, I don't really care about that, but this is what I think about, right, whatever, and kind of go, but he doesn't really push back on Trump at all. Like, he doesn't, like, you know, that little backhanded uh, uh, dig there was, you know, like, no one's going to read that and be like, oh, he got one over on Trump. I'm like, I think he got one over on Trump. It's not like a headline maker, like, you know, sanctimonious or whatever, whatever, meatball or whatever. I can't take it more. I, yeah. so, I literally don't think I could take two more years of Donald Trump's doing this. Well, we got 18 months of it for sure. I like, I, he's not going away. Oh, I can't take it. Um, I mean, the only thing that could literally, the only thing in my world who I think could bring him down, because they've tried to bring him down endless times, as you point out, they're, yeah. he's, they're, they're, they're not. <laughs> They're not making contact. So is if somehow something comes out in the Epstein world, right? Like that's the one thing that literally everybody would be like, okay, we're done. Right. Um, I mean, there would be some pushback of this is not real and this is a conspiracy and blah, 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 whatever first. But this is, you know, the government coming back on Trump or whatever. But that's the only thing I think can take him out. I think he wins the primary. I Listen, if it's Biden again, I think he wins the presidency because I don't think, I don't think you can make the same argument in 2020 that you could make like, all right, well, I know Trump's terrible and Biden's not great, but at least he's like, there's enough. We're going to put the grownups back in charge. Well, yeah, we, but people are going to, the voters, I think are going to look at the last three, three, four years of Biden and be like, all right, I, I guess I'll just pick the, the, the previous four years and deal with the, right. the nonsense and the, the insults and the stupidness for four more years just to get this other guy out of here. So yep. I, I mean, I listen at, at this point, I, I would bet, any, if there was ever a bet, I would only bet Trump. The only person I would put any money on to win the GOP primary is Donald Trump. That's fair. The, him winning the presidency is not as certain by any means. Um, but I do think that there is a, uh, enough people have switched away from Biden that would now vote for Trump. Um, and listen, I mean, I still want to think that Trump can dismantle some of this federal government. Like I, you know, that's just my own pie in the sky, like wishfulness, because I, there's no, like DeSantis is not dismantling anything. Um, Biden's not dismantling anything. Nobody's, no, none of these other candidates are dismantling anything. So 
it seems as though Trump has the at least the cojones to try to dismantle it, whether or not he actually goes through with that or if he's just controlled the opposition remains to be seen, I guess, at this point. But it's going to be a crazy whatever year and a half here leading up to 2024. Sure is. We got a whole lot of episodes to talk about that. Oh. Well, all you right. got that to look forward to. All right. Yeah, I'm already tired from it. Yeah. So maybe I'll, I'll if I get that uh, uh, DeSantis interview from Pierce Morgan, I'll, uh, I keep on to say Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> I did. I did it twice. I wanted to say that, but I said Pierce Morgan. So close enough. Yeah. Better than Brock Pierce, that pedo. Um, sure. You know, Little Ducks guy. Who? Or Mighty, Little Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks? Yeah. Never mind. We're not going to get into that now. All right. All right. Anything. Uh, Wonderful and enlightening. We didn't really get any weekend things because I was such a scrub opening the show that I didn't get any hot takes from your weekend. Anything uh, wonderful and glorious happened in the Hughesong household? I just, every level of insanity of sports and business. Tis the season. Yeah, and we're getting into it now. So now it's a, it's just all go, no stop. Let's just get it done. Um, Yeah. No, that, pearls of wisdom. Just remember, all these people are lying to you at all times, and they care far more about them than they do about you. That is fact. Love each correct. other and be kind, because you know what? Screw these people. They're terrible. Yeah. All right. Well, I apologize for all my uh, fat fingers and uh, lack of uh, preparation uh, opening the show here, but it seems as though we got to it somewhere in like 20 minutes in. We got everything on track. You righted the ship. It's all that counts. Good work. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, please like and share the video. Please subscribe to the channel wherever you are listening to us, uh, either on YouTube or Rumble. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, uh, you don't have to see any of this nonsense. So you're welcome. And uh, please leave us a five-star rate and review. And share that uh, audio podcast wherever, uh, wherever you uh, feel like our message uh, might be uh, re- received here. Uh, friends and family and uh, wherever. So on that note, we will see you all again next week.